until you have had the taste of finishing, you will not respect yourself. Until you follow through, until something is done, come hell or high water, tears and struggles and pain, and you go through it anyway, and you show up and you continue to fight on, no matter the circumstances, after a while, something begins to wither inside of you. How do you do that? How do you change your mind away from fear to big, hairy, audacious goals? How do you do this thing where you become what you think about? How do you think about something different? Well, you do what you're doing now, but you do it on such a consistent basis that it changes the makeup and the shape of your psyche, your spirit, and your future and your destiny. You need to learn to think because thinking makes you act effectively in the world. Thinking makes you win the battles you undertake. And those could be battles for good things. If you can think and speak and write, you are absolutely deadly. Nothing can get in your way. Number one thing in your world is not your education. It's your dream. So what you dreaming about, y'all? What you still dreaming about? What is God still showing you in your imagination? What are you so afraid of? Why would you not take that leap and go for it before you mess around and die? Why would you not go and see what God really got for you before you leave this world? Why would you hang on to a job? If you live in paycheck to paycheck right now, when you retire, they're going to give you one third of what you can't live on now. They're going to give you a gold watch and a turkey, and they're going to set you on out to pass. If I was you, before I leave this world, I'd go see what God really got for me. Just take a chance. Now here's why you should take the chance. Name me one time God has not pulled you through. Just name it. Name the one thing God has never pulled you through. If he ain't pulled you through it, he's currently pulling you through it right now. And the reason I know I'm telling the truth is because you're sitting in here. If God was through with you, he wouldn't wake you up no more. When he wakes you up is because he ain't through with you yet. He got something else for you. So why don't you go see what that is? Look, it's mostly black people in here. Why we keep living our lives like we still slaves? Why we got to live our lives like we owe them something? Man, you owe yourself something. Go be free. Go see what God got for you. Oh, Steve, that's easy for you to say. You rich. Hell, did you hear me? I lived in a car for three years. I took, on October 8th, I won $50. October 9th, I quit. How big a jump you want to take? You ain't even got to do that. A lot of y'all got savings. You may not have three years up, but you only need a little bit. Just jump. Go see what God got for you. Quit sitting here in your life posturing like it's okay. Quit funking the fake. Quit faking the funk. Quit got people thinking you something you ain't, man, when you really know you won't be something else. Some people quit because things are out of control. Nobody quits what you can control. But the moment you get in something where you don't get your way, or you get reprimanded, or you get corrected, or you go through this, or you go through that, or you go through the other, or, or it's bad conditions or bad circumstances, the, the first thing the immature mind says is, this is ridiculous, I quit.
my self-esteem, even though I was building it up and I lost weight and stuff like that, I'm now around the most uncommon of uncommon people. And I'm like, my God, I'm here. Do I belong here? Do I belong here? So your, your mind has a good way of taking the path of least resistance. Whenever friction happens, friction causes growth. Whenever friction happens, that's why a lot of us don't have any growth because when friction happens, we go the opposite direction. So in my mind, when friction happened, my mind said, oh, hey man, let's, let's, let's get out of here. You're not real. You've lied your whole life. You come from this, you come from this, you can barely read. Those things, so whenever times got hard, my mind said, you're not good enough, let's go. So my eyes, my mind weren't connecting. So how you combat that is this. I call it the cookie jar. You have to remind yourself. We all have a story. We've all, all of us have gone through very hard times. But when we're in a hard time, our mind has a way of forgetting what all we've overcome. I have a way of taking one second when I want to quit and saying, okay, you endured this. So I look at my life and how I came up as the ultimate training ground versus most people look at it as why? Woe is me. God, why? Why? I had to flip this upside down and say, hey, on a second. God was training me to be one of the baddest men on the planet Earth. That's how this was my journey because those things beat me, but they didn't kill me. You got to have a permeating attitude that you're going to win. You got to have a positive outlook. You got to be optimistic. You got to know you're going to win. You got to, right now, you got to say, I'm going to win. I don't mean just this contest. I don't mean the contest. I mean, I'm going to win. I'm going to win. My life is going to win. There's going to be a victorious life here. Because listen to me, the price you pay for losing here is too extreme. You have to carry the burden of failure the rest of your life. You carry that around with you if you fail here. The biggest thing that breaks my heart is you feel the spirit right now, and then when you get back, these dream stealers run into you, and they start to steal your dream, and you quit. You give up. You gotta decide I'm gonna win. You gotta decide that the failure part of carrying failure, you've been exposed to what your life could be. If you fail here, the price is extreme. It's forever. You carry the failure forever. I'm being honest with you. I meet people oftentimes that say, I was in WFG, you really changed my life with this meeting, but, but, but. And they put their heads down. They've been carrying it. They carry it. They see these Facebooks and Instagrams and what we're doing. You gotta know you're gonna win. You gotta sell out. Yeah, I'm telling you, you gotta become a sellout. You need to sell out. You need to get obsessed. You gotta get relentless. You gotta be a road dog. You gotta get intense. That's what you gotta do. You gotta put your head down for a four to six year window. I don't care if you're brand new or you're one of these front rows. We need four to six years right now. Like the best you ever had. You can feel it from me right now. I've been doing this 25 years. I haven't felt like this in 20. This is gonna be the best run we've had. We're playing offense again. We're selling the dream again. You can feel it. We got some swagger at this convention, don't we? You can feel it. You can see the videos. We need your best. Let's go on a run. See, we're a family. We're a dysfunctional family sometimes, but we're a damn family. We don't always get along, but at the end of the day, we've done something great together. We've made history together. There's no, it's so funny we're talking about something. There's nothing even remotely, there's not even something even 22% the size of WFG. It's hilarious that somebody would, you think that there's something like this. My God, this is a behemoth. This is the Lakers, this is the Yankees, this is the Celtics, this is the Dallas Cowboys, this is the Patriots. There's nothing like it in the world. There's some dream stealers. You need to look out for these four. I don't want them to happen to you. You ready? Say yes. Dream stealer number one that'll take you out of here. Lack of confidence or faith. Lack of belief. It'll steal your dream. You gotta know you're gonna win. You gotta have some faith. These people sitting around you right now, 
They're whispering to you, you could do this. I believe you. Just like when you were a little boy. Just like when you were a little girl. They've always believed in you. They've always known you were going to do something special. They always knew you were great. You need to know it. You need to take that God that's sitting there with you and those precious souls that have passed that have always believed in you and you carry them with you everywhere. They're with you anyway. Acknowledge them. If you don't believe that, honor them. Honor God. Honor these people who believed in you with your magnificent life. Honor them. Don't give in to lack of belief, lack of confidence. Don't ever do that again. Don't do it in WFG or out of WFG. You were made to do something great. You're special. You were made in the image of God. Something awesome supposed to happen for you. And those of you that have made something awesome happen, something even more awesome supposed to happen for you. Is the greatest single obstacle to our success is our self-limiting beliefs is we believe that we're limited in some way. Um, our friend this morning was talking about the, the fact that each person is a potential genius, that you have genius inside you, that you have unlimited potential, which is what we agree, we, we, we believe passionately. But if we believe that we are limited in some way, it becomes true for us. It becomes our belief. By the way, uh, I didn't do well in school. And before we came here, I was going to do some background checking on the people here. And what I found is that there's a lot of people in this audience who didn't do well in school. Yes, there's a lot of people here got lousy grades in school. I was astonished to look at the high percentage. In fact, you could be sitting next to one of them right now. Yes, we know who you are. Now, here's the problem, is that if you're told, which I was, and all the time you're growing up, they say, you have to get good grades or you won't do well in life. You have to get good grades or you won't get into college. You have to get good grades or you won't get a good job, won't get very well, and so on. They tell you that to encourage you to get good grades. So what if you got lousy grades for whatever reason? Well, now you could be 25 or 35 years old and you don't even try. You don't even try because, hey, you didn't get good grades in school, so you're kind of short of potential. And what we do is we, are, we actually sabotage ourselves. We drive with our foot on the brake of our own potential because we think, well, I didn't really get good grades in school. And then you read the studies and you find that most of the people who got straight A's work for the people who got B's. And the people who got B's work for the people who got C's who own the companies. And the people who own the companies got the money from the venture capitalists, all who got D's in school. You know? And so the grades that you got in school are irrelevant. But if you believe that because you got poor grades or because you didn't get started, you didn't go to college or something else, if you believe it, it becomes true for you. So the first thing you do is you have to challenge your self-limiting beliefs and, and realize that most self-limiting beliefs have no foundation in reality. How many times have you had an experience where you thought you had no skill or ability in some area and then you started working in that area and it turned out to be pretty capable and you're quite amazed and you never had that idea. The fact of the matter is we all have that throughout life. My friend Dennis Waitley has this wonderful line. He said, you could not use all of your potential if you had a hundred lifetimes. You have so much potential. And what holds us back from using all of our potential is we believe that we don't have it. <laughs> it's a, I, I will never forget the story of this fellow's grandfather came out, homesteaded a piece of land in Alberta, passed it on to his grandfather, passed it on to his father. The father could never make a living on it. Finally passed on to the son. The son was on welfare and raising goats on this quarter section in Alberta. That none of the family for three generations had ever made any money on this hard scrabble piece of farm. And along came an oil company. The oil company said, can we drill on your land? If we find oil, we'll sign an extraction agreement with you, royalties and so on. They drilled on his oil. They found an oil pool. And within overnight, he was a millionaire. He had an income of something like $150,000, $200,000 a year for the next 30 years. He went from living a hard scrabble life, raising goats on this lousy piece of land 
as somebody else came along and showed him how to get the potential out of the land. The oil had always been there. That's what this seminar does. That's what Harv does, by the way, is he shows you how to drill oil in your own land and tap into the potential that you have. It was always there. It's been there all this time. But your job is to drill. <laughs> that's really important. Uh, and that's, that's what we're here for for three days is to look for insights. So remember this. Always ask yourself, if you have a self-limiting belief, what if it wasn't true? What if it wasn't true? My, one, my son, going back to David, David was really shy when he was growing up. And so um, I would say, you know, one thing I know about you, David, is you are, you're not afraid of anything. He said, oh, I'm afraid of everything. He's afraid of riding a bicycle, and he's afraid of this. He's afraid of, oh, he's afraid of ghosts in the night. No, David, you're not afraid of anything. And I say to Barbara, he said, one thing I know about David, he's not afraid of anything. And she said, yes, I am. We drive along. I said, well, you know, I really admire David because he's not afraid of anything. And I would just say this. And I changed his name to Dave the Brave. And then I shortened it to Lebrav. I say, where's Lebrav? Where's Lebrav? Where is he? How are you doing, Lebrav? I called call him that. I started calling him Dave the Brave all the time. And, you know, at a certain point in his life, he started saying, you know something? I'm not afraid of anything. It changed his whole life. You reprogrammed him to tell him because other than that, he had a self-limiting belief. And it's really important. Anyway, so your beliefs are important and, your, and your, your whole attitude toward life is determined by your beliefs. And here's the interesting thing. You come into the world with no beliefs. Every belief that you have, good or bad, you learned from childhood. And most of your self-limiting beliefs, if not all of them, have no basis in reality. Is you have the capacity to do anything, be anything that you want. You could learn any subject. You could become a doctorate in any university. You could memorize and learn languages. You, and the more you learn, the more you can learn. The more you use your brain, the more your brain is, is capable of learning more things. But what holds us back is, so I could never learn languages. Ah, shut up. You could learn languages. I'll tell you what. You went to a foreign country, and the only way you could, could eat is could learn the language and the words for the food. You'd learn languages at a speed of summer lightning. I know, because I, I've been there. In other words, the, the self-limiting beliefs have no reality. So the belief that you have to have programmed in, put in your computer, is that you are going to be a big success in life. And everything that happens is part of this great process. Now, the next law is called the law of expectations. Again, there's years of, there's libraries of books and years of research on this. Expectations theory, by the way, is the foundation of all economics. It determines the drift of stock markets, the movement of world finances. It determines the investment. Entrepreneurs have high expectations that their entrepreneurial efforts are going to work. We would not start a business without high positive expectations. So expectations have an enormous impact on our attitudes. And here's the interesting thing, is if you believe you're going to be a great success, you expect everything that happens to be part of the great plan. So if you have positive expectations, like a kid's first Christmas, you're positive all the time. And the key to being positive is to look for the good. Expect good things to happen. We say that whatever you expect with confidence becomes your own self-fulfilling prophecy. Is you are constantly predicting your future by talking about how the way you think things are going to turn out. Hey guys, my name is Mark Cox. I took what was $2,000 of loaned money from school and turned it into over $750,000 while in college. Now that I'm out of college and graduated, I day trade for a living and teach people just like you how to trade and get financial freedom or at least get another source of income. With my system, you not only get courses that teach you all the basics and what you need to know before jumping into stocks, but also you're going to learn how to do everything the right way and work with me personally. As long as you have a cell phone or a computer, you can learn how to trade right from anywhere in the world as long as you have Wi-Fi. So join me 
get started now and let's become a profitable trader.